Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Super Deluxe Gamescast. It is Thursday, January 12th, um, the second podcast of 2023 in what I am sure will be a much improved year over 2022. Um, Why would you fucking say that? I, yeah, I'll, Why I'll would be you do you, that? I'll be honest with you. I said the exact same shit in January of 2022. Yeah, you did. Of January, and 2021. And 2020. And, and, Listen, he's just trying know, to be more positive. I am. I am known. Look, I am not like, a man. If, if John's anything, mind. it's consistent about that. It's the Nintendo Insider strategy. If you just say it enough times, eventually it'll happen. Right. You'll be proven correct. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Look, I look. I am a man known for my relentless positivity most of the time. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that being said, shut the fuck. And your relentless humility. <laughs> We're all, we are agreeing with you, John. Okay. Yeah. I agree with you, man. I'm sure you oh, are. What, what, what are we? What, what are we I am actually trying to ramp the positivity up a little bit. I um, will say, um, I don't know. She toned com- down the defensiveness a bit. This is completely <laughs> unrelated to anything. Um, but I notice you've mostly retired the Gungeon beanie. Which used to be your iconic uh, Aiden Pierce hat, basically. It was it was my it was my Aiden Pierce hat. Yeah. Um, don't you've don't get me wearing, wearing it as a. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was gonna say you've been wearing that like kind of mustard brown one for a while. That I is pumpkin. Think, excuse you. Pumpkin's actually a better way to describe it. Yes. I prefer dried blood. I still think ahead. we need to get you in like an SDGC purple. Yeah, that's you guys that know is something the, funny. That's the ultimate goal. What's but, that? Yeah. Jeff? Uh, Christine was looking for a toque because she didn't really, or sorry, like beanie or whatever you call it. For, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, for yeah. those uh, who aren't Jeff, Canadian. You, yeah, you lost Jeff, me. We're you not, lost we're me not Canadian. This is America, Jack. A, hat, a winter hat. Um, so I, I gave her my Delson beanie from the infamous Second Sun Collector's <laughs> Edition. And she's just been wearing it nonstop too. and she has no idea. And like eventually someone like at the store or something is going to like recognize. Is that. anybody really going to recognize it? Wow. It's just a, like a red beanie. It's so, gonna, no, Justin, it's just, are you it's saying Delson's beanie is not iconic? <laughs> it's, it's, I, I actually. Native w- American icon Delson. Voiced I, by Native American. Voiced by, <laughs> voiced by noted Native American Troy Baker. Um, my God, no, we, we have so so. Yes, I still have the Gungeon beanie. It actually has a place of honor in my collection. Um, and retired to the rafters. He, he, here's the thing, Justin. <laughs> like a number. It smells jersey. like it smells like it smells like a it smells like a bald, sweaty head now. Like you can't get that smell. You know out you now. can wash those, right? No, I have, and it's just there. So John, can I can I suggest something? You may. Lots of baking soda and vinegar, white vinegar. Oxyclean, or I use that little, too. But baking soda and vinegar—if your washer supports it—and it won't. Every I'm sorry, it. I can't do oxyclean simply because, like, the guy with the beard who used to pitch that, Billy Mays, Billy Mays. Like, put Billy some respect Mays. on Billy Mays. His fucking name, bro. Billy, he died Billy, for a sense. Billy Mays, like, ever since that audio of him leaked, smelling it and saying "smells like my ass." Like, I just I haven't been able to use oxyclean. <laughs> As if like, you, that, that, John, that's just you. That's just like a comment you would make goofing off on set. I don't know, man. If you tell me your cleaning product smells like your ass, then we use oxygen. It doesn't. It. No, it doesn't. It. Like, it really didn't have a smell, honestly. Hi, Billy Mays here. Shit smells like ass. Billy like Mays here with the power and cleaning power <laughs> of my asshole. That motherfucker. Billy Mays here. I'm dead. I'll tell you what. That motherfucker's beard was on point. That's a good beard. Like. That dude a had a beard. glorious fucking beard. Uh, speaking of glorious, um, we have a great podcast tonight. So 
uh, here's what's going down, right? So for the next 45 minutes, we're just going to talk about what we've been playing and just generally bullshit, right? We're going to bullshit our way through the next 45 minutes. At that point, Derek is going to run the uh, video chat we did with Ben Starr, who is the voice of Clive Rossfield from Final Fantasy 16. The main character. Uh, the, he is the main character of the game. Um, we had a really cool time talking with him this past Saturday. He's the uh, best. He love is him. great. And if, not, if you oh, happen dude. to watch this, Ben, love you. You're great. And and not, I, I am excited for two reasons. One, so you guys can like watch us try to contain ourselves as we're talking to the lead voice actor of the next mainline Final Fantasy game, but also because beyond his skills as voice actor, Ben is a genuinely good person. He's a good hearted person. And uh, I'm Who excited. loves Final Fantasy. He does. Yeah. He truly does. There's a lot and of Final Fantasy geekery in that interview. I am very excited for you. You're going to watch my beard there. suddenly grow, uh, which is going to be distracting, but I promise and, and you it's back in time. I think most of us will still be in chat. So Probably. like, like, yeah, I'll be here. Um, so yeah, we'll still engage you in chat. I keep the stream running. So yeah. You know. And, and after this, of course, uh, this weekend, that video chat with Ben will be available separate from this podcast, uh, on YouTube and podcast services. So, uh, we're going to do that like at the, what, like the, the eight forty five mark or the nine forty five mark, Derek, something like that. Something like that. Um, okay, cool. All right. So guys, uh, I got to tell you, I have been playing and this will be the most relevant to uh to derek and Britt, and also maybe jeff uh jeff did, have you played all the way through final fantasy 4 no uh okay. i've played the first five hours like four times and at this point i probably won't go okay. back Fair but, enough. yeah I, I played a little bit of it it's like uh it's the only one of the pre ps1 final fantasies i've put any time into and i like it i like it a lot so I finished uh, the story of the latest uh, 6.3 patch that dropped this past week, uh, God's Rebel Lance Treble. Um, and I, so one, it's fantastic. Derek, you heard that version of the Battle with the Four Fiends when you're fighting Ruby yes. Conte. Um, so this is a continuation of the um of the first like major storyline we've had since the end of Endwalker, since Endwalker's end. Um and for the first time in the history of Final Fantasy 14, you're actually getting a a mainline Final Fantasy villain as the main antagonist in the story. That's never happened. Like they they've appeared in like, you know, uh trials and stuff like that uh but this is the first time that a a main villain who is Golbez from Final Fantasy 4 and the four fiends have actually featured as main storyline antagonists um and we've had some really cool there's been so many really cool call outs to Final Fantasy 4 um with the four fiends you've now fought Scar uh you've now fought Scarmilione uh Barbariccia um Kenyatso and now Rubicante um and so only Golbuzz is left. So I so I'm not going to say how this particular how this particular patch ends, but what I will say is I've got a really good idea. And like, you know, it's like spoilers for a 30-year-old game, but I've got a really good idea of where this is going in regards to how they're going to wrap this up. Um I think it's pretty clear uh Derek, you'll be you'll perk up on this one. I think it's pretty clear we're going to the lunar subterrain. Um, which is the final dungeon of Final Fantasy IV. And I think this is all building up toward not not just a battle with Golbez, but um the final boss of uh, Final Fantasy IV, who was Zeramus. 
Um, I, I think that's where this storyline is headed. I, the, the, the lunar sub train is something that I have been asking for in Final Fantasy 14 for a long time. Uh, and all those Final Fantasy yeah, 4 you've been love, talking about the, about hoping and thinking that the, the story was going there for a while. And and it's pretty clear because, like, you know, there's a shot of the red moon. And so it's like, OK, it's pretty clear that we're going to to this alternate moon, uh, which is, you know, the red moon, which is where the Lunarians sleep in Final Fantasy four. It's pretty clear that we're we're probably going to get the looter subterrain in, in some fashion. I am extremely excited about it because, again, like I love four and this is something I have wanted for a very, very long time. Um, Britt, did you ever finish Final Fantasy four? Did you play Final Fantasy four? Nope, you didn't. OK, you guys, you guys need to. Yeah, yeah, see people in chat giving Ruby some love. Um, oh, 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 you did play four, Justin. Yeah, I played four a long time ago. I mean, it's been a while, but I, I do like four. I just haven't revisited it in quite a while. I don't think um, I don't think a main line like I don't think a main storyline from 14 has ever leaned in so hard uh, to one of the mainline games that came before it like final Fan- like like and Wal- like is- and walker going on has from, yeah. in final fantasy 4 um which is really really wild to see go ahead justin like i think 4 is kind of a good one to pull one, pull from because it, it it's very recognizable but i don't think it's so at, like iconic that like it it feels out of place for some of the stuff from it to right. end up in the in the mainline thing like it'd be it it's very different than like you know Sephiroth showing up and being like a main antagonist or yeah, something. See, and see, and like, here's the thing, Just, I would hate that. Like I, I would actually despise it if they were like, "Hey, Sephiroth is here and he's the main villain of Final Fantasy 14 for the next yeah, expansion." Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, come like, on!" Like, no, like, like, like it, it's it's different from that. Like, I, I, I think I think it works because like it doesn't have the same kind of level of attachment. But like it, it is a. I, I really do dig all that. I do really dig like the art and vibe of four and i think that's cool that they're pulling it into and, and 14. The, the the four vibes in 14 like uh are really strong now like i mean you've you've got actual characters from the game popping up and um locations and music the music at derek will attest to this the music that they've lit like that they've arranged the, music's the only bit before. that i really know jack shit about because i am not a final fantasy 14 person but that ooh, that that rendition of that change. Battle of the Fiends. Did it you know should it's change. free up until level sixty with the Heaven's Word expansion? <laughs> the award Wait, really? winning the award winning sure. Heaven's Word expansion. I have so great. many games like, I want to play though. I should yeah, have hundreds of hours. You've, you've never you've never told in. you've never you never told me about this British play. It. <laughs> now you should. And I'll end on this. I was very excited uh, about six point three because also Final Fantasy six got some major love in the Blackjack airship. Uh, and the there's a Phantom Train minion now, but the Blackjack costs four million. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about that, but the Blackjack air, airship costs four million fucking MGP, which is going to take a year to grind out. And the Phantom Train minion involves getting an ingredient that is almost impossible to get because it's one of those submarine things. And it just oh I am I'll, I am so frustrated like four million MGP and it's got like the standard uh um mounted music uh there's no like special music from Final Fantasy VI like you know other mounts do and I'm just like four million MGP like come on so I'm I'm a little frustrated about that he's but a little peeved 
I'm a little peeved about it because I was really the blackjack is something I've wanted in, in 14 for a long peeved. time. I'm, I'm big gears. Gears. I'm it does CJ it does grind my gears. It um grinds my gears. It does not tickle my fancy one bit. Um, That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking does about. It, does it yuck your yums? It it's rustling your fucking jimmies, bro. It's, Let's fucking dude, it, go. Dude my, dude, my jimmies are rustled as fuck right now. Let's fucking like, go, bro. It's shivering fuck. your timbers. I want Man. that to be a new podcast segment. It's just wrestling jimmies and we just talk about things that are like bothering Bother. us. Not, not about news, <laughs> just, just things and no. games that bug us. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's that, that segment will end quickly because someone's gonna be like, all right, can one of you guys leave for a second while I talk about this <laughs> unrelated thing? <laughs> All right, Britt, All right. can you, can you yeah. get off for just a second? Brit, Brit. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice job, Derek. Britt, you didn't let what me talk about how I rustled my jimmies really quickly. All right. <laughs> came back too soon. I, I do want to say Roronado in chat said MG peeved, and I, I enjoy that. I do like that. That's that, that's fine. I'll, I'll accept it. Uh, Britt, what are you playing this week? Um, Fortnite and Overwatch. That's pretty much what I've been doing. Um when i get tired of one i switch to the other and i kind of bounce back and forth and it keeps that like gamer rage down um which i don't have obviously i don't i don't get mad at video games whatsoever um and <laughs> that's what i did i beat my son in mario party i finally won mario party you guys. You that him. sentence had a second part i'm i finally won <laughs> mario party just justin's like teach teach me your secrets would it, wait, Incredible. why is CJ laughing? What I miss? What what, what, Jeff <laughs> what Jeff what, say? What, what? No, I you you started off. You said that's what I did. I beat my son, and, th and I said I'm so glad that I had the second part. To that <laughs> I'm just imagining, like again, like we said, like we talked about in chat. I'm imagining Britt like just being really aggressive with the wind towards her son, what? and her son's like, "What the hell's going? <laughs> what game and, did and you play? Child the, abuse? Just make him cry. <laughs> make him cry. No. Um... And then you go back. Listen, that that wasn't you. It's just you know these guys that I'm on a podcast with. They get in my head, and I, I needed this. I needed this win. They're really mean to me and i needed this son thank you thank you for not knowing how to play the game really Brittany. really gave an advantage to mom Brittany, what's up with these rumors about peter griffin coming to uh coming to fortnite peter griffin is apparently coming to fortnite and i think what? cj is very elated about this is he just gonna lose his fucking shit is he activated oh, about man. this I'm 100%. You know, my, my Jimmy's aren't rustled about this news. If anything, you know, whatever the opposite of that statement is. Your, oh, jimmies are, your Jimmy's are smoothed out. Your Jimmy's are 100%. Are, they're, are I, they're, they're ironed out. They're yeah, ironed out. Your Jimmy's. That's right. Uncured. Uncured. Um, <laughs> perfectly fermented um, Jimmy's. Um, that doesn't grind my gears at all. Um, I would say it's pretty freaking sweet. Is this right a fact, or is this like speculate? Like, are, is somebody? <laughs> it's speculation. Okay, so, it's, like, it's like it's, data. It's some data mining stuff. They found some. What is it? Like, it's some. Um, there's I, some uh, shit that like indicates that it's probably Family Guy related. I don't yeah. know how. So I, I don't. I don't know how it would work though, because again, like his hitbox would be like ridiculous, because like um, all those character shapes are so odd, right? Compared is that going to like, stop you from playing as Peter Griffin? 100% no. I, fuck it, exactly I'll die. why. I'll take the L. I'll take the L, whatever. I think, I think they all have a standardized hitbox. It would just it would just look really annoying. I've just got uh, I've got this image of those like a, a, like a, a, a Fortnite match with 50 Peter Griffins just running around. Yeah. Like, hey. 
Like you mean me? I would die. I would Yo, quit. But, you know, like well, if I lost and somebody like did like the Peter Griffin shuffle on me, I would be so upset. Oh my god! Can you imagine you get one shotted by Peter Griffin? He does the fucking gritty on your fucking corpse. Incredible. <laughs> you imagine if extra extra is an emote. <laughs> I hope they add the whole crew just so I can be Joe. <laughs> Yo, yo, Joe would be my main. Are you kidding? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So anyway, I and I, I tweeted wow, about this. That I was the most before. abrupt fucking mood change I've. Ever <laughs> I'm sorry. But I love I, I love Family Guy. CJ's <laughs> like, oh hey, my god. Anyway, hey Peter. Like, hey Peter. <laughs> hey Peter. Like, this is my dojo. <laughs> you, you cannot replicate that Patrick Warburton voice. Dude, it's I, impossible. Uh, but uh, I, I tweeted about it. I've talked about it in private. I will. I, I will stream this game on the official channel. I'll fucking buy the fucking Peter Griffin. See, you kids it. are playing some Fortnite. That's actually not bad. That's not bad, Derek. Like okay. with a little tweaking, that's not a bad Patrick Warburton. Very well done. Anyway, so, yeah. Britt, you and I, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. go pro in Fortnite. We're gonna <laughs> Fortnite, uh, Overwatch. Which I actually I finished the battle pass in Overwatch. Oh hi. So. Britt, would you say that your Fort Watch, your your Fort Watch, that your Overwatch skills, Fort Watch? Would you say that John, your Overwatch? John, you you no, just aged yourself by like twenty years. You're no, like, you hello, no, kids. Go on, John. You got your go Fort on. Watch. You're playing that Fort Watch. John still um, says Pokemon. Man. <laughs> the Google. Are you playing up. that? Are you playing that fork knife on the Nintendo? You want to know how I I showed my age? I just got like I think either last year or the year before that Fortnite is called Fortnite because you build forts, um, and you. I think like the first battle ca- Wait, pass character Brit, was the knight. Brit, what did you think? Why did you think it was called that? I'm curious. Did you why? Because it said like I, you thought I, it would take I, you two I, weeks to play it, and that's why they called it Fortnite. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was a snazzy little name. You know, I just. I thought it was fun. <laughs> you didn't know name that meeting. <laughs> Zero build is just night. Zero build is just night. Why is it called Fortnite? Uh, I just well, explained because it. originally you were building forts uh, to protect against zombies at night. Yeah, it was like a zombie defense game. But then they're like, PUBG shit is tight, so they crunch the developers. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah, but yeah, fort, then, yeah. Fort, foreshadowing, foreshadowing the next, like, you know, four years or five years of Fortnite. What's and then, funny yeah. about that whole situation is that, like, look, Epic Games absolutely just copied what PUBG had done. They were like, fuck it, we need it our own. Fucking destroyed and, Yeah, and and absolutely clobbered them. Well, the, I it's mean, like, the funniest part PUBG was is, just the book Battle Royale. Yeah. So. The, the funniest part about it is they actually flew PUBG's developers to Epic to, like, go over in-depth the changes to the engine to properly support a battle royale and then made Fortnite from that information. That is absolutely incredible. I'm I'm like, much better at Overwatch than I am at uh, Fortnite. Britt, would you say that you uh, your skills at Overwatch are MLG level? Oh, 100 percent. One hundred percent. I'm waiting to be signed up. I'm waiting. I'm Brit, I was going to say, what am I? What am I? Where are we seeing you on the on the uh, on the tournament circuit, Brit? Like, uh, all the recruiters because fuck Blizzard until Bobby's out. But we should, we should play meantime, together sometime, Brit. I, I play a mean Zen. Give him the tips. Do you? Yeah. I've been really. I've been. I've been doing Arisa lately. I'm having yeah. fun with her. Arisa I only play a soldier. Echo. 
because he plays like a Call of Duty character. Yeah, I was gonna say, oh, you play as Call of Duty? Wow, yeah, Call I of do. Duty the character? I do, I do. <laughs> I remember I played Overwatch for a while, then realized I was fucking awful at it and dropped it. I was like, you don't this seem is... like a like a like an FPS dude to me. Like you don't. I'm not. I'm not. You don't. You don't strike me as the FPS type. John no. and I play Call of Duty every night. He's not great. <laughs> I'm not like yeah yeah I mean CJ carries my ass we do fine <laughs> like it's like I I actually long ago I tried playing uh Rainbow Six Siege with Jeff and and JT and like and they're all like shouting commands to each other and I'm just like bro what do I do I got killed again <laughs> I'm crawling on the ground Jeff and, and, and Jeff is like I could like Jeff is such a gentle soul and a good friend i could hear in his voice he was like trying to keep it together he's like he's like john okay just come to us i'm like i died again jeff, jeff, like, jeff there, jeff, there jeff are few, there are few <laughs> games as rage inducing as siege <laughs> oh i love but i love it though it's it's a painful thing it's a psych it's a cycle where i think when modern warfare 2 came out i was like Telling my friends, hey, I want to play Siege again. Let's get onto it. I downloaded it. We played a few rounds, deleted that shit. I'm like, yeah, I'm never touching the shit again. Well, <laughs> I got, I got frustrated too. I got frustrated. Like, Jeff, Jeff just like, gives you instructions on how to uninstall it. He's like, all right, John, yeah. what you're going to do is you're going to right click. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm picturing the fucking, system 32. Uh, you're going to delete that. Here's what you're going to do. Yeah. You're going to go to your games. You're going to go to your program files x86 folder. John, you're just gonna push the power button on your computer. Like, that's, it. that's what you do. All that, and then take, take your computer outside and hit it with that sledgehammer that you always pose with. You know what John should like, play, Derek? You just reminded me. John should absolutely play Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh yeah, oh, he I got have. nowhere in it. Oh, oh you no, finished it? No, I finished the whole thing on Switch when it came oh, out. Hell yeah. Oh hell yeah. That was a motherfucking experience. Yeah. I'm going to say, like, that would be a really fun, like, stream game to watch you play. Next, John that, is going to play just a straight up dating sim. That what I fuck it. I'll stream a dating sim. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's so how I, I actually, I'll stream I whatever actually that, do what, want to whatever stream the game had was. a full boyfriend again. Because uh, oh, that, I thought that, game, was, uh, that oh. game was fun. Did, thank you for saving me, Justin, because I thought it was like hateful boyfriend. So I almost said hateful boyfriend. No, that's no, just no, the experience of, of uh, being a high school girl. Ah, uh, right, right. In America. No, but I want to say, like, I distinctly remember. Uh, that, that, that's, playing... just, that's just any girl who has a boyfriend right now, probably. That's probably what you're experiencing is a when, hateful boyfriend. I have when a lot of hate were, in my heart. When, when we were I give, playing, I give CJ a pass. When we were playing Rainbow Six Siege, Jeff was like, John, don't worry, you're doing fine. I was like, don't you fucking patronize me, Jeff. I'm not doing fine. And you know I'm not doing fine. Are you Are you she, winning? JT, JT's, <laughs> you JT's, like, like, <laughs> JT's like, yeah, you're not doing fine. <laughs> All right, who wants? That's to go what next? I've been playing. That's what you've been playing. I can go next. Do you want to go next, Derek? Sure. Go next, Derek. So, um, last week we talked about my journey through uh, recent Call of Duty games, right? And uh, I had played Modern Warfare Reboot, and I had played Black Ops Cold War, which truly rage inducing um I, I i finished black ops cold war with hate in my heart um and i wondered why it was that i was doing this <laughs> then i played vanguard and i derek i want to point out i haven't even played vanguard here's the thing about vanguard vanguard kind of rips vanguard's oh, yeah. good vanguard's oh, yeah. actually good and it's so fucked to me that 
for all of the Call of Duty games, the only good ones in terms of campaign, the only ones I like, which means they're the good ones because I have good taste when it comes to shooter campaigns, yes. um, are the ones nobody fucking talks about, right? It's Advanced Warfare, it's Infinite Warfare, and it's fucking Vanguard, uh, which is great. Advanced and Infinite Warfare are good. They're, yeah, those are really good. Um and 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 Vanguard's Vanguard's excellent. It's it's great. You you have this kind of like vignette style as you like play as different members of the team and their backstories before you get to the like you know back to the frame narrative of them being in in imprisoned by the Germans and being interrogated before you do the breakout at the end. Um, Laura Bailey is uh, is Laura Bailey, but um, is is a fucking excellent like Russian sniper and all of her levels fucking rip. Um, this is good. This is good. It's fun. I remember reading the, the, the one fucking reviewer bitching about how they, they like overly wokeified world war two. And like, I think that's so telling on himself because now that I've played through it all, it's like, this isn't tr- like, it's not, first off, it's not really putting like going too far out of its way. There's like a woman and a black dude. It's not that crazy. Um, but like, also, it's really not trying to be realistic World War Two. It's trying to be like World War Two adventure fantasy, right? Like it's it's so much closer to like that Wolfenstein catharsis of like, yeah, everyone hates the fucking Nazis. So kill some fucking Nazis. Dominic Monaghan is a great little fucking needly, shitty Nazi like pencil pusher. It's great. Um, I'm gonna Monahan, no shit. Yeah, I just I just want to cut in real quick because that reminded me that I love Blood Rain and I wish it'd make another Blood Rain game. Yeah, why not? Well, fucking Uwe Boll ruined that for everybody, didn't he? Um, yeah. I don't know. Oh, he, he did direct that movie. Yeah, yeah that's right. It was so hmm. bad. Hmm. Wait, what? Do you not know about the Blood Rain movie? You don't know about the Blood Rain? No. Movie? Yeah, with, it's it's with, fucking with, Uwe Boll, the dude who did like. The awful, really like, uh, House of the Dead, Alone in the Dark. Like, it just, it's a miserable fucking movie. By, um, by oh, some, I actually, by some weird coincidence, I just stumbled across the fact a few days ago uh, that there was a remaster of Blood Rain 2 that released just last year. Did anybody know this existed? No yeah, way. yeah. Blood Rain yep. 2 revamped. Apparently it came out, like, barely a year ago. It's I apparently not never, very good, too. <laughs> So well, I Brit, love Blood Rain. Blood Rain had game. that solid uh, side scroller like ten years ago. Hey, it was yeah. really solid. It was way twenty, boo. Brit, That's like twenty. Brit in the Discord chat, I'm dropping a picture of Ben Kingsley in the Blood Rain movie, and like you really need to see it to understand it. Like there, there, there he is. It's oh yeah. It, that's my reaction whenever that was my reaction when I actually saw the movie. <laughs> Me when I go to the function and there's no Wait, song. Oh my god, that's so bad. It's bad. It's bad. I mean, it's a, I if mean, you're not familiar a, with Uwe Boll's filmography, like oof, he is a new level almost of playing. The, I've seen uh, almost every single one of his movies. I, why would you do that? Well, says the person him. who played every cast. Where does, the, where, does Pol, where, does, where does Pol, where does Postal fall on your uh in your ranking? Well, George Bush and Osama bin Laden do dance through a field of flowers. So, yeah. I'm going to give him points for that. The best political Ooh. commentary of our time. Uwe Boll actually threatened to fight me on Twitter once. He threatens to fight everyone. And then he blocked that's me. Not that's not yeah, that, that that's that's a he's he's a he was he was a boxer, so he threatens everybody to fight. Yeah, yeah the dog in him. 
He got yeah. that. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's got that blood rain in him. So, um, All right. so Call of Duty Vanguard, and then the other thing I've been playing is, um, I found out this is not necessarily oh, new. It's just new sorry. to me. Um, but I found out that some fans did a full blown remake of Starcraft One within Starcraft Two, uh, which is a big deal for me. I, I fucking love. Starcraft. Like I grew you up on spoken, Starcraft yeah. and Diablo. Um those were were huge uh games for me growing up. And like I I I like Starcraft too even though it's somewhat contentious among Starcraft fans and like Blizzard fans in general. Um but it's really cool because it's a free mod that you can download and map pack to to recreate everything. It's made with a ton of love because it doesn't just remake all of the levels. It also creates like in-engine cutscenes to replace a lot of the FMVs. Um, oh, that's really cool. A lot of great. I can't like believe I haven't heard about this. Yeah, it's called Starcraft Mass Recall. Um, there's a ton of like cosmetic updates that they've done to like where you have the option to use like Starcraft Two models or like new models that are designed to look like Starcraft One, but you can also get like cosmetic differences between different factions within the same group. So that like the Sons of Korhal will have slightly different looking buildings and units than the Confederacy. Oh, cool. The UED will look slightly different. Like it's really fucking cool. Um, and it's been you can add like heroes in who would have been present at the time, but just weren't there in the original missions. Uh, you can you can turn on and off like the ability for the heroes to have like new abilities that hero like to make them more like Starcraft two heroes. Um, rather than just like the Starcraft one heroes where they were just like, here's a vulture bike, but it's slightly better. Um, it's, it's really cool. And I've been having a lot of fun. I'm only a couple missions into the first Terran campaign. Um, and, and of course, again, I'm bad at RTS games, so I'm, I'm playing on easy because I'm bad at RTS games and that hasn't changed any time in recent history, but I'm having a blast. It's great. Starcraft one was really something special. Uh, despite just being like a very obvious Warhammer 40k or like Warcraft in space, like in it's it's clearly inspired by Warhammer 40k in so many ways. But I really love what Starcraft did in terms of building its world and building its races. Excuse me, and building its aesthetic. And um, like many Blizzard things, which I know this is like a thing that we have to straddle because Blizzard is a company fucking sucks shit right now. Um, and, and with hope that changes under Microsoft, but like no guarantees, but a lot of Blizzard's classic franchises really deserve to be multimedia, right? They deserve to be like comics, shows, movies, shit like that. There was so much going on and, um, and this just, it never happened. The good news is if you want to play this, um, obviously the mod is free. Um, Starcraft one is free. If you just want to play StarCraft 1 uh, and StarCraft 2 is free to play. So you can literally download StarCraft 2 free, download the mod free and play all of StarCraft 1's story and not give a, a penny to Blizzard. So that's that's a pretty yeah. cool. That's why I feel really comfortable, like really raving about this is it's a free thing completely. So. And it's StarCraft. That's uh, that's what I've been playing. I'll go next. I have never touched a StarCraft game. Jeff, go ahead. You'd suck at it. <laughs> oh, I'm, I know I would. Uh, I've been playing. Um, I've been playing more Elden Ring. Um, so that's a. I'm actually on a regular schedule now. I'm streaming it. 
uh, every Thursday at six Eastern mm. before our live show for a couple hours. And that's been really fun. I, I talked about last time. It's just been, um, you know, I, I don't know if I'll actually beat the game because apparently it's just like, it's like 200 hours long and I'm sure I'll get skill gated at some point, but I it's, put about a um, hundred, a hundred in it, okay. I think. So it took but, me 94. Well, I was I'm doing, say, one, I'm doing has, one stream I'm, a week and I'm playing about an hour. So if it's 100 hours, 100 weeks, <laughs> bro, that's go. 100 hours for people who are like solid at these games <laughs> yeah. and played the shit out of the other Dark Souls. Okay, games, okay so, so 200 weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that's fine. Um, yeah, Jeff, yeah, Jeff, I finished at 94 hours and uh -huh. I think that was like 30 hours faster than most of my friends that like oh, wow. had played it. Um, yeah, so it's but it's been fun. It's been really rewarding. Um, I've got kind of a regular group of people that have, have been in the chat there and kind of uh, help me in the right direction, but not like really like telling me what to do. Um, not like backseat really, driving. Yeah, it's been a really great way to experience a from game that I was kind of that you know I, I'd had my time with them and proven myself, and I was kind of done with that stuff, um, you know, by myself. So it's just a different way to experience it, and it's first time I really uh, like streamed like an ongoing playthrough of a game, and it's it's really fun and really cool doing it week to week. So I'm hoping to keep up with it. Um, and the only other thing I've really been playing a lot of is uh, I grabbed Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. On sale about a week ago, it was normal ninety dollars on for thirty seven. So it was like a crazy good deal. Uh, I was a little hesitant on it because like I went back to twenty sixteen a little bit ago, wasn't really feeling it. Maybe just wasn't in the right mood. But I know like they're a little heavier on like the shooting aspect, which I'm just like kind of met on. And um, like it, there's some parts of the game that are like very shooty, but overall it's like still that really nice mix of like platforming and exploration. And I'm just loving the game. Like it's just. Uh, I would love if we had more, no disrespect to like indie games, but more like 3D platformers with this level of like production values. Um, it's just, it's really something to see the level of fidelity and detail and stuff like that in such like a, almost like a um, old style of game. Like we don't get a lot of these games from like the big studios yeah. anymore, right? You know, a lot of them, they're pushing the big single player, like this is a single player game. Like they're pushing like the big heavy dramatic stories or they're going like the service games. Like it's just, it's like a, double a game with like triple a production values for the most part um but yeah like all that stuff aside it's just it's like super charming it's beautiful um it's just really chill and, and fun to play like the levels are mostly perfectly paced i play like they're like an hour or two to finish i play one level before work each day uh but what, there is one thing that really rustles my jimmies and i'll fucking tell oh, you oh shit oh, here we go yes. it just, we got another, oh, jimmies, we got another jimmy jam or jim, with jimmy's being ruffled who, who has to leave the room for this joke <laughs> <laughs> and it's, so like some games like a metroidvania you have the understanding that when you come against a wall and you see something on the other side of it and you spend five minutes you're like i can't get this yet i'll be able to get this later the way this game works is 80% of the levels, I'm just going through them and I get all the collectibles. And there's been two levels where there's like one collectible left. And I spent two fucking hours like, and they're these big open world levels too. And I spent two hours trying to figure out where it is, trying to look for it. And then eventually I cave and I look up a walkthrough and it's like, oh, randomly this one little collectible in the level is actually story gated and you can't access it until like the end of the game when this extra thing happens. And there's like, Oh, it just I just wasted so much fucking time. I just I hate that shit. But uh, that aside, yeah, that's the other weird thing about the game. Like most of the game is relatively linear. It's like these classic Ratchet and Clank levels. And there's two that are like these big open worlds. And they're so fucking weird. They feel like half finished. They're really glitchy. Like there's a lot of places it feels like you're not really supposed to get to, but you can. And I got stuck in one and couldn't get off of it because it was like 
an island in the middle of water that you instantly die when you get into it. And I had to like reload a checkpoint. Um, and they're just like really empty and, and unwilling to explore. And the rest of the game is is fantastic, but it's just I don't understand what happened with these two levels, especially because Insomniac did such a great open world with Spider-Man games. Um, yeah, it's I don't know if it was like a result of like scope cut at the end of the development cycle and like they intended for more stuff to be there, but um yeah, this is my only real disappointment. It's just like the those ones are just feel so like underbaked. But um the, the rest of the game is really, really good and it seems like a good length. Like I, I feel like I'm pretty far along in it already uh, already and I'm only 10 hours in. So um yeah, it's just it's it's a refreshing type of game that we don't get a lot of these days. So I've really been enjoying it. That's awesome, dude. I, I know that um I know that uh last year uh mo- like most of the major releases weren't games that you were particularly resonating with so it's nice to see that it's it's nice to see that kind of change so early in in 2023 i've also really been enjoying your uh your uh, elden ring streams um I, you know as much as a hard time i give you I, I i love watching it because uh i just I, I i don't know i find it i find it and you vastly vastly interesting and and no we lost john and entertaining there so excuse me I no no it's fine. I didn't want to burp into the mic. Ah, because um, you know that's gross. And I've got I've got better manners than that. Um, okay, so we've got like eight eight more minutes. So uh, who hasn't gone? Uh, uh, who hasn't gone? Justin and gone. yeah, Justin. And me. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I uh, I mean whatever. I picked but... up a lot of stuff um on sale, and I've kind of just been slowly working my way through um a bunch of them. Uh, let's see. Played a little bit of Sifu. Uh, that game's really cool. Uh, really good combat system. Uh, uh, one, though, that I've really, really uh, been taken with was Signalis, uh, which Signalis, I played through. Yeah. Of absolutely phenomenal game. Uh, really, really blew me away. Uh, although, I... That game has a has a Jimmy Rustler with how limited the, the inventory is uh, to the point where it almost wasn't fun to find the item I needed to progress because it might, I just had to trek back to an item box because there's no way you could carry everything. But um, in general, though, like the visual style is amazing and just the way it uses like these bursts of sound and like uh distorts the screen and stuff it's really unnerving in a way that i actually have not felt in a survival horror game in a long long time um and just the way the narrative is framed and the way it plays out is so so cool um it's a really thoughtful interesting survival horror game um it that's it simultaneously succeeds in being like a throwback style ps1 game but also having like something unique and really adding something of its own that feels fresh. Um, I I really, really dug Signalis. Signalis. Um, It it feels like a PlayStation one game got made in 2022. And it's, yeah. And it's made by two people. Yeah. It's two people. It's it's fucking wonderful. wonderful game. Yeah. It's it's such a cool game. Like if you're a survival horror fan, you need to check out Signalis. I I will. Um, I, I actually think it's straight up an essential survival horror game at this point. Um, the more I think about it, the the more I'm I'm really taken with a lot of aspects of it. 
Um, it's also not super long either, which is great. Um, I like I so. finished it like what eight hours, seven hours. Like it took me a little bit longer, but I I I always tend to take a little bit longer. But I think it took me like twelve, so it wasn't like you know monstrously. Um, I also have been uh, working on Marvel's Midnight Suns, which is really cool. Hell um, yeah! I'm not, I'm not very far into it yet because. I keep getting really caught up at the Abbey, and I love I love that There's shit. There's so it much good me, shit to do at the Abbey. It reminds me of, like, the hold from Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, like, basically, one of my favorite things about, like, Bioware games is just chilling and talking with your crewmates. There like, is between good, like, stuff. like, 20 years ago Bioware energy to yeah, this it, game. Like, even in the some of the jank it has and everything, like, it, it really reminds me of, like, various Dragon Age stuff. Yeah, uh, both in how it looks, how it feels and like, but yeah, it's just I, I really like that it's focusing on like the, you know, cosmic and magical side of Marvel um, and it goes deep into it, too, which I wasn't surprised. Like, it's very comic booky and it goes really into the stuff. And I I'm just really enjoying like I'm just really enjoying just talking to people and, you know, doing the exploration stuff and the, the actual like tactical combat stuff is great too it's fire axis they know their shit yeah. when it comes to like turn-based strategy games um I mean, yeah I mean, and yeah yeah um and 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 that stuff's great i i'm really enjoying it in a way that i wasn't expecting i'm not very far in it um because i've been getting caught up in, in so much of like the side stuff and like you know the relationship building stuff but yeah it's 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 really cool um I, I I, I'm, saying- di- I'm digging it I keep saying that like the the thing about Midnight Suns is whenever I'm at the Abbey and I've got all these things to do, what I what I feel like I want most is to get to the mission, but I'm not willing to let myself do that until I get all like do all the cool Abbey same. stuff I can yeah, do. Yeah, in the same way. Then I'm in the mission and I kind of can't wait to get back to the Abbey. Right? And like but, but I'm it's not I, so much in a bad way though. Yeah, like, it, no, but because then I'm back to the Abbey after the mission, and then I'm like, fuck, I really want to get to that next mission. But I can't let myself skip all the Abbey stuff. It's this great loop of like one more cycle, kind yeah. of. And it also I think kind of makes the game feel bigger than it might actually be because it feels like, you know, you could be doing things in so many different ways. And it definitely um it definitely has the XCOM roots of, hey, this game's designed to be replayed a bunch and you spec out your characters differently and go different routes. Um, so imagine yeah. how much bigger this game's going to be after all the expansion stuff drops. Oh, yeah. Like every well, XCOM I mean, game does. Coming, Deadpool's coming really soon, isn't he? Uh, I don't know what order they're coming in. I know that it's... it's I, I know Deadpool's first. It's and Deadpool, Venom, Morbius, and Storm, right? Yeah. Which, aside from Storm, it just seems like a meme list of DLC characters, and I love yeah. it. <laughs> like, we got Morbius in the season pass. Let's go. Oh, shit, dude, it's fucking Morbin time. Let's go, baby. Which is funny, because it actually makes sense that Morbius would right, be in Right, it's Midnight game, Suns. Morbius yeah. would I, be I there. Just, but I just think it's really cool that, uh, like, a relatively obscure Marvel property like Midnight Suns got, got made. Because, like, like, let's face it, right? Like... I, I grew up reading Marvel. It, like I, I knew the Midnight, Midnight Suns, Suns most, was never big. Like most people didn't, and and so this is really fucking cool. Oh, do I have a puppy coming in? It's here? also <gasps> super funny because like I remember before it's the game came and out, puppy. Hi everybody. Hi. 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 Before Midnight Suns came out, everyone was was complaining about like why are like 
you know, all of these Avengers in this game. Uh, it should just be about like magical characters. Uh, this feels like the Avengers are kind of taking over everything. And then like, that's kind of a recurring subplot through the game is that the yeah, actual Midnight yeah. Suns feel like the Avengers came in and just set up shop and took over. And they feel like, like that's really unfair to them. I just think that's really funny. They couldn't have planned for it to go that perfectly. Yeah, no, it it, it works re- really so well. Plus, I, I love Blade. It's great seeing Blade in that game. I oh, love, love the characterization and voice acting. Nico Minoru. I love the yeah. Runaways. So Nico being there, excellent version of Nico as yeah. well. Yeah, Magic. Nico, oh, Nico's great. Emo kid. Emo the Emo Kids Club. The emo Kids Club. Um, <laughs> uh, Magic yeah. is a great like deep dive. Not really deep dive these days, but like people don't read comics from within the last ten years, right? Yeah. It seems also, like Magic hates me. Ma- Magic does not she's, like me. I think she's hard to really get a beat on, like how to become yeah. a friend. Um, but yeah, it's this is yeah, like, it's, it's good. Midnight Suns is good. This is like the Super Dogs, uh, Super Dogs Games cast tonight. Look at all, look at all these, look at also, all. just one more note about Midnight Suns. It's kind of hilarious what the pricing is like for that game because I bought it on sale, and like I was I was trying to decide which version to buy because like. With the way that the percentage reduction worked, all of them were, you know, it was like 10 bucks apart for the three versions. And so I was like, maybe I buy one of the lower end versions and just get the season pass later if I like it. And then I looked, the season pass alone is $50 and it was 66 for the game and the season pass. Oh, Jesus. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to (laughs) get that version. (laughs) Like it was just. The pricing is really out of whack for that game, but I didn't realize the season pass was fifty fucking dollars. Yeah, no, the game. I the, already the, bought the game. I'm in trouble. Yeah. The game is seventy, and the season pass is fifty. But on sale, it was sixty six for all of it. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. We've, we we we've got to kick off uh, this interview soon, but I do want CJ to get his uh to to to, to get his time in. Uh, CJ, what have you been playing this week, bud? Um, I'll make it quick because uh, nothing's changed from last week. Um, I'm still like chipping away at um, Dragon Quest Eleven. I like it. My man. The the, the game gets re- uh, the game's gotten weirdly emotional in some in some bizarre ways. Um, I I I what is it? I got to a I got to the like the main point of the game where like all right the story's starting right. You're collecting the main MacGuffins, and then that's it. You're you're on your way. Um, but then I sidetracked to this really meaty piece of like story content that seems out of like nowhere. It doesn't seem to relate to anything, but I'm sure it'll come back later. Um, a character dies and it fucking bummed me out. Um, cause it, cause I, I went back and read a walkthrough on how to get to someplace that it was like, it was by like my choice was like the reason why that happened. It bummed me the fuck out for a while. Um, but other than that, great game like i genuinely genuinely love it um again i'm taking forever to play it i'm not gonna get through anything else like for a while um the other game i've been playing because i i am planning out like the rest of 2023 with like my backlog um i got way back into puyo puyo tetris too hell yeah that's the fucking that's the shit right there no so back in 2020 i worked from home and i got a review code for that game right and i, and I had to switch late so I worked at like a call center job here at home in between calls. I would play that game a lot. Right. Um, I don't have that job anymore. And I guess you guys can see, you know, you guys can like kind of like do the math on why. 
Um, like I wasn't called back to renew my contract. It was it was a seasonal thing. But man, Puyo Puyo Tetris Two fucking rules. When you're in the zone in that game, nothing matters. For the third year in a row, it's my game of the year at this point. I guess I fucking <laughs> I absolutely I I used to play like I played it specifically for like the Puyo Puyo part. Um, but then I got wicked good at the fucking Tetris part. Um, to the point where like right before the show and like during like you know at, during like uh, the show, I got like an all clear and I wanted to, like scream like hell yeah. Um, but it rules. It's great. I fucking adore it. I wish there was like a port of like the original Tetris out on Switch. Because everything else is like some weird variation. What we got like Tetris effect? No, oh, what's the is that, is that the new one? Like the yeah, yeah. So that's that's the time. that's the one that makes you cry. Yeah, yeah. But I just like can we get like a you know a very simple like I'm surprised the NES um Switch Online certainly like, doesn't have like Tetris right. Like, yeah, I'm praying that if like Nintendo ever releases a Game Boy. Yeah, it's got to be Tetris. Has it's got to be Tetris. No way. Please, please, because I'm. I mean, I played other. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Puzzle League too, and I'm like, it doesn't hit the same. Like nothing is as and I and I like Puyo Puyo Tetris version of Tetris, but like seeing Sonic come in and be like, yeah, Tetris, um, yeah. it's kind of grating on me. It's I'm like, me just 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 give me give me the regular, just give me the regular game with the music. You got to see the old Russian buildings in the background. Like that's come what on. I, that's all I want. I just want that. I really do because there's no other there's no other way to play the original Tetris like legally on a modern console, right? Unless, unless you're like me and you have a cart of the original and you play it on your analog pocket. Well, okay, so here's the fun thing. Um, fucking weirdo. I'm 25 years old, John. I'm 25 <laughs> fucking years old. I didn't have CJ. a fucking Game Boy. You know why? No, 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 you know CJ. why? Hold up. Someone pull up. When did the Game Boy come out? When did the Game Boy come out? I don't want to look that up. I don't want to look that up. 89. Oh, really? You know what year I was born, John? 97. I don't know no, a fucking CJ, Game Boy. Get out of here, CJ, Grandpa. CJ, anyway. CJ, here's the thing. I was going to send you a Game Boy, but now I'm not. Oh. <laughs> Good news. Game Boy games emulate on fucking toasters. So <laughs> CJ's like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> no, I'm not. I can buy, I can buy overpriced can... hardware to play these fucking failing <laughs> carts green. on. That in P, that, in P green. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Or That's I can wild, John. download right. shit to my laptop. It, in my head canon, John literally just handed Vicky a box of the Game Boy and was like, can you send this to CJ? No. Right, no, right at, but here's the thing. No, after CJ's, the sledgehammer after CJ's attitude, I, I ripped that shit out of her hands and I was like, yeah, no, I was like, add this. I was like, I was like, add this to the fucking. He's not worthy. This. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm right. the sledgehammer. It's with with the copy of Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> I'm destroying this shit with that sledgehammer just to spite CJ. And the copy I'm gonna, of Tetris. I'm, I'm gonna send, and you know what? I'm gonna send CJ a video of me doing it too. All right, that's it. That's all I've been playing. Get get on all with right. the interview. All right, folks, we're gonna go on to um, this this lovely interview we did with Ben Starr, the lead voice actor. Uh, for Final Fantasy 16. Um, but before we go, because we will not be there to sign off quite the same way live, just remember, kindness costs nothing. Take care. Enjoy the rest of the show. Mwah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an STGC interview. We are very excited about this uh, because we have joining us today Ben Starr, who is the voice of Clive Rossfield in Final Fantasy 16. Uh, now, this is something that we've all been very excited about for some time. Uh, anybody who knows us knows that we hate Final Fantasy games and we, we never Can't play stand them. them. Uh, so, so really, I definitely ben, need a whiteboard uh, behind me for how far into the podcast we can make it every episode without Final Fantasy coming up. 
so that I can dramatically wipe it clean every time. So I should just mention Final Fantasy VI now as we get it out of the way. Yeah, go ahead. Well, All I right. mean, Done. I'm the only one wearing a shirt repping. Okay, I, just, I only I, just noticed that. I thought you were going to say I'm the, the only one wearing thing. a shirt, and I was like, the, that is the verified. The ball kind of takes true. away from the, Hold on. the rest of everything else. There we go. Yeah. Anyway, let's focus yeah. on Ben's star. Ben, Ben, how are you, man? I'm really well. Thank you for having me. No, thank um, you. Like this is this is a great honor for us, um, and I know that you must be busy. Uh, so uh, taking taking time out to to kind of hang out with the little people is just much appreciated. Thank you so much for this. Well, again, it's it's been really lovely that people want to reach out and talk to me. I've kind of been in secret, not being able to talk to anyone about this for such a long time. And considering I'm such a fan of the series, it's a very surreal thing to just kind of sit hiding in like I'm just watching people on the Internet talk about it and speculate and stuff. And I kind of want to engage with the community. So when, you know, opportunities like this come up, I'm like, yeah, it's a it's a cool thing to do. So thank you for having me. So yeah. like. It, it must have been, and I'll just go ahead and say it must have been so difficult, like like doing all the doing all the voice work for Clive. I don't know how long it took you. Obviously, probably a long time. And and just like being under a gag order, essentially, right? Like mm -hmm. like you just can't talk about it. And I just I can't imagine how wrenching that must have been. Yeah, it was it was quite kind of scary, actually. Um, I would say that when I got the part, I was. I didn't know what I was auditioning for when I when I went up for it, and um, and then when I got the offer through, I found I saw some kind of keywords in the description, and I went, "Is this Final Fantasy 16?" And I couldn't really believe it at the time, and I was both elated and just just so disappointed because I found out exactly what was going to happen in the next Final Fantasy game, and it was that. <laughs> And honestly, for the first for the first few months of of um, recording, I I kept thinking, oh, they're just going to give this to someone else. They're just going to give this part to someone else. I'm I'm not very good. I can't believe. I felt like a complete imposter. Um, and I just thought the worst thing's going to happen is I'm going to know exactly what's happened in Final Fantasy 16, and they're going to fire me as well. And so I just <laughs> it, it was it was this like whirlwind of emotions of like that's that's what's going to happen to you ben you don't deserve this this is ridiculous because i just felt like a competition winner like someone had the the, the weird thing of me just being such a huge fan for so many years and then out of nowhere just being told oh by the way you're the lead in the new one that's a very strange thing that i still haven't really got my head around so what you're saying is you went from a ben imposter to a ben star yeah, thank you so much. Wow. Uh, Finn, wow. That was you can't be weird. feeling too bad. He's Wait, yeah, hold back on, hold on, on the punch train already. I, I actually had another one. I was like, so how does it feel to have the echo grass so you can finally speak again about you know, I was I was gonna I was gonna final fantasy it That's up not a bit, good, Finn. But, I love you. Hey, That's not good. Hey, it's not good. It's not <laughs> great. I can't all be winners, okay? <laughs> it's not great. Well, I actually, I, I actually uh, I've got a like let 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 let's let's kick this off for real. Like Ben. Obviously, this is a huge role for you, but mm. I'm curious as to how you got your start in in voice acting. Like, like, where did this all begin for you? Yeah, where, what is so, your Final Fantasy origins? Thank you. Uh, that's these are really good. Just keep them coming, Finn. Um, I, um, <laughs> I voice acting. I, 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 people ask me, have asked me, like, how do you get into it? I genuinely don't know, um, and that is a really weird thing to say because I. 
didn't start as a voice actor. I'm, I trained as a stage actor at a place called Lambda in London. And I always thought I was going to go on the stage, you know, just dreams of doing Shakespeare and touring the world with the RSC. That's kind of what I expected my career to be or hoped my career would be. And then I ended up just not doing that. I ended up doing uh, lots of like fun television stuff. And um, I kind of spent years not do, not acting because when you graduate, they just kind of you, you spend two, three years in a drama school where it's just so... Um, your entire day is planned out for you and then they just spit you out into the world and they go, here is unemployment until you find it. And it's a really terrifying thing. And, and you, you spend so much time not acting. And there are obviously the people that go on and are really, really successful. But I spent three years, you know, doing bar work, catering, all of that stuff. And then I managed to land a TV role uh, on a show. And then that led to another one and another one and another one. And it meant that I didn't have to do side work. And then at the same time, there was this... Um, opportunity just to kind of like go up for some video games and I, I've done a couple um but I hadn't really done many and I just kept auditioning and every now and again I would do a voice here or there it was a nice kind of like side hustle and then this happened and it they weren't <laughs> auditioning actually voice actors for it they were auditioning actors in general you know it wasn't not it wasn't kind of like a specialist audition it was just they really wanted to kind of get that pedigree in not saying that voice actors aren't all fantastic but they kind of really cast the net wider and i think that's really how it happened for me and kind of here i am and you know i love video games i've spent so much of my life voicing them when i'm playing them you know just kind of impersonating <laughs> yeah. i'm sure we all do it um and that is that is just a real it's been a really really fun thing but yeah that was probably that's how I ended up here. Awesome. Now, uh, we also know to our eternal delight that you are, in fact, a diehard Final Fantasy fan yourself. So yes. much like what is your origin of your voice acting career and just your acting career in general? What is your origin in gaming and Final Fantasy? Mm. Like, how did you get stumbled into that? So I, uh, so I was born in 1988. Um, and so that kind I'm of charts, so old. but that charts where I, where I would enter the series, right? Yeah. So I came into it around my, the first one I played was eight and then it was. I'm 89. Nine. So I, I get you. Yeah. It's like eight, mm -hmm. nine, then seven. And then I played six and then like around that PlayStation era where they were, re they were re-releasing the old uh, Nintendo games on PlayStation. So I've got in the UK, they had something called Final Fantasy Origins and Final Fantasy yep. Anthology. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I had. So I had those and I played those on PlayStation. Um, and there was, I think in the UK, six came with a demo for 10 as well. So when oh, you bought, when they released combo. It, it, I think, it, I think that happened. I mean, I'm sure someone's going to go, that's completely incorrect, Ben, you're lying. But I, <laughs> so, Gamers I'm, would never, are you absolutely. kidding? Absolutely. <laughs> I would imagine no one's going to correct me on that. I'm DMing um, you right now. Good thing we're not live, so the chat may be going on the side as people watch this, but they can't actually talk to us. Yes. Thank you so much. I was correct. Wow. Um, <laughs> Take that, chat. Yeah. I got him. I... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, so my, my, my story started on the PlayStation 1, and it just continued. I think Final Fantasy was my way into video games, really. Um, mm -hmm. I, like, it just... Uh, I was so fortunate to get into the series when I did at that point because I'd never played anything like it and I like for me it 
video games at that point, you could probably complete a game in what, five, six hours. They were quite simple at that point. It was, you know, the the game I played before Final Fantasy VIII was like the Tomorrow Never Dies game and like maybe the opening level of Siphon Filter and um, Maria Sharapova's Smash Court Tennis. Like that was... <laughs> hey, that's a Stone Cold classic. It is a classic. Honestly, <laughs> go back. That, that holds up. That is a true successor to Pong. Um, but the... Um, <laughs> It was, yeah, it was eight. And they, the fact that it came on multiple discs, the fact that it was as long as a novel. I mean, I spent, as a 10-year-old, I spent 111 hours playing Final Fantasy VIII. Like, that was well, unheard So of. it sounds like you did everything. You went down and fought, you know, Omega Weapon, like, yes. at the very bottom. I can't remember what the place is called, but, but, uh, what the hell is the name of that? Research facility. You got it. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's exactly what it is. See, see, so, Ben's legit. One could say that Final oh, Fantasy VIII no. oh, was at a no. critical junction in your oh, life. Oh, my God. Yeah. Shut up, Finn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will say oh, it was God. it was tremendously endearing hearing from um, Alex Donaldson over at RPG site. Um, I, I, I suppose you did an interview with them and um, hearing that you were were such a Final Fantasy fan that like you you were in the weeds and had opinions on like FF8's like leveling mechanics and I was like when you've got somebody who is that in the weeds that's a real fan and that's oh, you Derek's don't have got opinions to be, all day about that I've got system. opinions all day about it. I I love FF8 even if it is a mixed bag but um yeah. you don't necessarily have to be a fan to be an incredible actor in something you know I don't believe in, in gatekeeping the series that way but like it is also really cool to see people who are huge fans and have that history with the franchise get not just roles but leading roles in these kinds of games I, I just think that's incredible and very endearing to me I think so. that is it's clearly a series that has an incredible diehard fandom you know people who've grown up with the series who who they identify with so many of the amazing characters that have you know appeared in these in in this amazing series and the fact is that i feel fortunate enough to now engage with the community in a different way than i would have done before like i remember going to maybe like 10 years ago or something like an I, ign at the time they released tickets in the uk to go and like play lightning returns early oh i remember I that like, I remember that. And I, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to go. And I went with my friend, you know, queuing up with all of us, just big Final Fantasy nerds and just like going along and playing this game. And, and the fact that I'm here now on the other end in like seeing how the sausage is made, it's, <laughs> it's, really, it's, it's really fun. And I can't wait to hang out with more people that love the series in the way that I do. And um, it, my job basically becomes my hobby. And that's you know, amazing. Ben, I completely, I completely understand where you're coming from. When I was a teenager, um, I was about 14 years old when Final Fantasy VI first came out. And without getting into too much of the dark stuff, like that game saved my life. Uh, I had, I had, I had kind of a, a rough childhood growing up, and that game literally probably saved me. And so that began like basically a, a lifelong love of Final Fantasy, just to, like you know, Square in general. And so as a kid, I never imagined that I would one be I would one day be, you know, a sponsored content creator for Square. And it, it blows my mind. And and I can imagine that you must feel the same way. Like, you know, who, like, you know, like, you know, thinking about that 10 year old playing Final Fantasy eight, you're like, who 
you could never have guessed like one day I'm going to be actually involved in, in creating this. Like that just must be a complete, like that, like, doesn't that just blow your mind? Yes. All the time. And it doesn't make sense. I'm having an outer body experience right now. Uh, I'm not me. Um, it's so it's genuinely really weird because I used to name all of the characters after myself so yes. I was like, oh, right. how could you not? Yeah, yeah. I, I never do that. I, I never oh, do that. Like, ben, do you ever go back to like old saves and be like, wow, look who my friends were at the time? Like who you yeah. named? Like, and oh, you always knew who your crush was because that's what you named. Like, the, oh, every time. Why would you, you target me like this, Finn? Finn, I've got you. I've got it too. Claire, Claire Davies at the time, I named Renault was Claire. And I was, but I didn't name, I didn't name them. This is awful. But here you go. I didn't name them me. I, I, for whatever reason, I named Squall Starry, as in my surname with a Y on the end. And I just thought, that's what I'm going to do. His name's Starry. And so then Final Fantasy IX, he was Starry with an I. And then Final Fantasy VII, he was, this is really good, clever Ben, Starry too. And then, um, and then Tidus was Stazzy. I don't know why. Uh, but he was. Well, they can't all cross over if they have the exact same name. So, you know, yeah. I, 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 I go ahead, Finn. No, 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 please. No, no, I, I had literally nothing of substance. Okay. Well, what else is new? Um, so I'm kidding. Finn, I Removing love you. Removing you from the call. I <laughs> love you. No, I had it. I actually had an idea. Like, I feel like there's some, and I was talking about this on Twitter the other day, but I feel like there's some Final Fantasy VIII merchandise that is just a gold mine waiting to be created. And it's a handheld mirror that says you're the best looking person here. But when you look in the mirror, it just you're just a mass of jumbled up pixels. It just completely mm -hmm. pixelizes and messes up your face. And I feel like I feel like Square, you're sitting on a gold mine. It's this is an oil well that that has yet to be tapped. Contact me. Yeah. I've got all kinds of merchandise ideas. This is good stuff. Anyone from Square Enix listening right now, just this is this is, this is we've got loads is, of ideas here, guys. Please, this is a gold mine right now. <laughs> please. That, that little official music box that plays Eyes on Me though is definitely like I'm I'm gonna break and get that for sure. So. Mm -hmm. Right. No, no. I wanted to uh, jump in and, and, and since Ben, know, we now know Ben's starting point to give him context. I thought it'd be cool if all of us just kind of chime in with what our first Final Fantasy was. So I want to like Brit, where, where'd you jump in? Um, so I watched my brother play the demo of seven. Um, and that was kind of like, he was like, oh, Final Fantasy is so cool. And I don't remember how old I, I was young at the time, but, you know, I was just like, I don't get why this is such a big deal. Like there's seven of them with like, what, what, what could you possibly make over and over again? That's cool. Um, and then, uh, you know, that was my intro to video games is watching my brother play video games. Um, so, uh, he would love to hear me gloat about this right now. He would, he would just eat it up um but then i got final fantasy 9 for christmas one time um and i just fell in love uh before that i had played chrono cross um and so that's when i that was like my first deep dive into rpgs and then my brother was like well if you like this they got a new final fantasy coming out so i played final fantasy 9 and it was the cutest loveliest little game um and it just hooked me from there and every single every single time i played i've played final fantasy ever since they released i do think that like final fantasy 9 i think is the most in inverted commas magical oh absolutely absolutely it just has yeah. this innocence and this incredible 
it just hits you like a freight train when it mm-hmm. hits you like a freight. But like there is just something so whimsical about it. Even the fact the opening music, I just go back to and listen to it every now and again. Exactly. Kind of a, was it like a pipe or a flute that they play? Yeah, this, it's, a, it's like yeah. a flute. Yeah. There's a sort mm. of beautiful, painful nostalgia to it in a lot of ways. I actually, mm. I, I refer to Final Fantasy IX as the Pixar movie of Final Fantasy games. I was just that, about to say like Pixar, if yeah, Pixar makes it. Like, it's, like cute, it's bright and cute yeah. and whimsical, but also like it's really sad. Really emotionally mature time. and really, yeah. yeah, like I learned things as a, as a young and playing that game. So yeah, like the only yeah. inside. Like learning, learning about like learning the truth about the Black Mage Village give, gave me the same feeling as I had at the beginning of Finding Nemo. Uh, like I was, I was like, oh, man. I was like, I wasn't prepared for this. Like, I wasn't ready. You gotta it, warn me. It's funny because it's one of those games that a lot of people don't play because they're like, oh, it's so childish. It looks like a, you know, they look like kids. And I'm like, well, you know, you're lost. Yeah. Well, I I did a tweet the other day, which was just like me loving the Alexander of Alexandria fight, and I tweeted it, and I think you know because. There all these rumors about Final Fantasy IX were coming out, and people are like, Nine Remake confirmed? Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> no, just no like I just, I just like Nine, yeah. guys. Yeah. See, like see ben, ben, that's the curse. Yeah, this, this is going to follow now. you for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> you could never say anything about Final Fantasy without people going into spec mode. If, mm-hmm. if you were to tweet tomorrow, like, man, I really love Final Fantasy Tactics, people are going to be like, oh my god, it was on the NVIDIA leak, I told you! Like, no, <laughs> if, you if you really want to burn it all down, you should just tweet hey you know i've been really enjoying super smash brothers lately and then end with yeah. like a winky face emoji and just listen tag, i think, I think for smash. let's make yeah. it Clive for smash right now it's I, he's I done have, he's absolutely i mean done. i think that would be great that would be that, that would be fantastic wait, his no, um wait, no no even better even better because it's a it's a PlayStation Five game. You know, I really think there should be a PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale two. Clive would be perfect for it, and then just walk away <laughs> it's, for it's, a month. Uh, it's right? just starting a fire at PlayStation HQ. That, just yeah. that would can you like if you did that? First of all, I'm going to recommend you don't do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't do that. Don't Finn is giving you terrible advice. Uh, Not that you would take it, but please, I have to make sure. Don't absolutely, absolutely. The problem with Finn having experience in gaming PR is that Finn knows exactly how to cause the most trouble possible. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he uh, does. So, Derek, yeah. <laughs> segueing right back into you, what was your first Final Fantasy game? So, um, actually, like, wildly, my first Final Fantasy was the original. Um, I played not well. Um, the very first on the NES, my, my dad had an NES. Um, I was born in 91, uh, so... You know, it was it was obviously well after that point um, that I got to play it, but uh, I played it. I liked it. I didn't totally vibe with it uh, just because I was young and and it wasn't my first RPG. Like I had played Pokemon, I had played Dragon Quest Monsters, so I was familiar with the concept. But Final Fantasy One's rough to go back to, especially if you're not experienced with those sort of games. But um, later, uh, I think in like 2000 ish, we would get a PlayStation 1, uh, and we got a couple games with it, uh, and Final Fantasy 8 and Final Fantasy 9, we got both of those, and I, I played 8 before I played 9, uh, just because it was like, these people look more normal and cool, and, you know, I was I was 9, I didn't know what I was doing, um, but, like, deeply, deeply loved Final Fantasy 8, and then to finish 8 and move on to 9, like, that one-two punch, that sealed it for me, I was a Final Fantasy fan for life. 
So, mm. John, did you did you ever do um, this oh. thing where with friends you would play each other? So I had like friends because you know you're young and whatever. You right. have friends who are also playing alongside of you. There were sections of Final Fantasy VIII and Nine and Ten where we'd go around to like if I knew something was coming up, I'd go around to my friend's house and we'd play like different sections and like help each other out with it. Yes. Did you ever do that? A couple times. Yeah, a couple times. Nine like a. Um, uh, two player as well you can play yes. nine. and you sometimes i would yeah. i would plug and i would let my little brother uh control like vivian steiner yeah so it's so cool it's it's not a great way to do multiplayer but you know it's yeah, a cool it's idea that, there's that iconic scene is i think it's in jurassic park the lost world where they're playing two player final fantasy final 8. fantasy 8 yeah they're they're in that which i really really love they're like oh my god i'm gonna get you and it's like they're just fighting the the big dinosaur in yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's got that same energy about uh, from um i can't remember the show but he's like nobody at school believes i beat sub-zero and uh and the dad's like well that's impossible nobody beats sub-zero it's like it, it, it's it's just like man what a but but no finn answer your question um <clears throat> my first final fantasy was the first one on NES, but I didn't actually realize what this medium could be until I played Final Fantasy VI. Um, you know, because and I was already big into video games at that point, but Final Fantasy VI was kind of the game where, if you think about it, up to that point, it had I I considered to be the darkest, most mature storyline in the medium up to that point. I mean, with Final Fantasy VI, you dealt with murder, uh, genocide, uh, teen preg teen pregnancy um depression and suicide and you know uh, for for something that was 16 bit and pixelated like that was that was unheard of and and so that was the game that really showed me the power or the potential power of this medium and to to kind of look back through the years and, and see how like you can see the dna of final fantasy 6 in so many rpgs today uh and and i never could have imagined the the legacy that game would have not just for me but for for the medium in general and um so like for as far as my gaming tastes are concerned like final fan like the first one i played was the one on nes but final fantasy 6 was the most formative game for me in, in in regards to what i like to play if that makes any do, sense do you all think that it's the the one that we talked that's the most formative is what you would then consider to be your favorite. So Britt, would you be like nine is my favorite? Oh one. yeah, nine is my favorite, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, it's hard for me because like I think if you ask me to say like my favorites, it's like I, I you know six, nine, twelve, uh, maybe five. I just love five's uh, job mm -hmm. system. Um, and like eight is is obviously I would say really my first real Final Fantasy because I just didn't spend that much time with one. But yeah. I hesitate to call eight my favorite. But at the same time, like I will, I will stand no eight disrespect because just because there's some issues with the junction and draw system doesn't mean that it doesn't have incredible characters, incredible music, incredible story beats. You know, um, mm. I will always stand for the fact that eight has probably the most realistic teenage cast of any RPG. Oh, absolutely. Like, and that's what just why people hate it is because they're teenagers. But like, they're teenagers. That's the point. You know, teenagers are kind of emotionally, you know, still figuring things out in the world. You know, what? So. I, I think Ben has a very good point, because my answer is I'm, I'm actually just a carbon copy of John, which is weird, because as the youngest member of SDGC, oh, representing Gen oh, Z, you are not uh, the, born oh, wow, in 1984. Lies. 
you know, the 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 youngest 1984 person around. My first game was Final Fantasy One, and as you mentioned before, I played it with a friend. I didn't have Final Fantasy as a kid, but my best friend in grade school did, and so I would spend every weekend at his house, and we would play. We had the Nintendo Power Guidebook, and we oh, were yeah. both just in first grade, so we were like six or seven, and we spent months beating this game and 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 just loving it and then we went to dragon warrior 4 because it wasn't dragon quest yet but it was and then i never played another final fantasy i I missed four or two and it wasn't until super nintendo that i played final fantasy 3 slash 6 that i became absolutely obsessed and it would it is still my final favorite final fantasy and still my favorite game uh, six was the formative game for me and went from something I love. I, I enjoyed playing when I was seven to my favorite genre of all time. So same uh, same trajectory, basically, as John. So cool. it's funny. It's like it's like all those memes where it's like you play something and you're like, well, this is going to be my entire personality for the rest <laughs> yes, of my life. This yeah. is me. <laughs> so, so, Ben, to, to get back to you and and just the, the topic at hand. Um, yeah. So Final Fantasy 16, Clive, it's finally coming out. Like, how does it feel knowing that you've been there since the beginning, like seeing the public reactions, seeing people's takes and excitement grow with each uh, successive like trailer and, and announcement? And now we are like on the cusp of finally playing it like as the person in char- and as the star, like how did that feel for you? Um, call me biased. But I think in hindsight, what how they've sold 16 is almost been pitch perfect in the distance it between really trailers has. and how and that there was that, you know, when the Game Awards trailer happened, I stayed up and watched it because it was like 4 a.m. here in the UK and I knew it was going to go out, but I didn't know it was going to be right at the end. So there was, oh, me was no. like down, oh. downing margaritas. You had the same here. Game Awards experience as the rest of us. Yep. Yeah, I did. <laughs> when will I this did. fucker end? It was a it was a long one, but I did enjoy it. I was like, "Oh, there's some really fun." I mean, Hades too. Come on, oh, excited, right? Um, Less Christopher just, Judge for you know extending that, that was, out. I thought. I thought. Um, so a friend of mine, uh, Charlotte McBurney, was nominated for a Plague Tale, and so we've got like a really like a fun little act voice actors whatsapp group with lots of like people on it and everyone was going go charlie go charlie and so she was on screen then there was al pacino and then there was christopher <laughs> judge and then it was like still going and it was it was just the most anarchic thing i'd ever seen I'd I'd forgot like, about, i forgot about al pacino for a bit was at- we all dissociated it was incredible <laughs> Yeah, it was an out of body experience as I was watching it because I was going so well. I was so nervous that the revenge that the revenge trailer was going to happen. So I'm I'm already anxious. And then it's Al Pacino. What? And then Christopher Judge wins. That's fine. We all knew that was going to happen. And then wait, it's eight minutes and it's still going on. And I I didn't know what to do. Um, and uh, my nobody did. Was Everybody <laughs> was like, "Is this happening?" Right? Al Pacino now? didn't know. He was just standing <laughs> off to the side the whole yeah. time. Like Pacino. <laughs> I've got to say, I've got to say, testament to the the qualities of Chris Judge and the respect that everyone has for him as an actor Absolutely. and a person and a personality. That like they let him do it because at the end of the day, what that man has done for this medium and what he's done for performance, just what a what an absolute dude so yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. give him 20 minutes it's fine i'll let i'll let yeah. him talk um, <laughs> also at least uh, there was a bunch of time dedicated to someone that actually was part of a video game for once so yeah 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 true well but i've, I've obviously like 
taken us off on a little tangent, but yes, I think leading up That's to it. That's what we do. The, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I just didn't want to feel like, oh, Ben's just taken us off on a tangent. Oh, no. That's the entire You Christopher judged us. And yeah. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Um, so, yes, I think they've really done an amazing job of of getting the hype up for this game because it's, re it's kind of snuck up on a lot of people, I think. Because um, where it's appeared, it's appeared at certain of you know certain PlayStation events where there are also other exciting announcements, and then suddenly you get these people watching them. This looks really good. Oh my god! And I think the beats and how they've eked out some of these story moments, um, it's really interesting because you see a lot of. I sit there and watch everyone hypothesizing about it and seeing how wrong people are. But it's <laughs> really, um, it's been really interesting, especially when it got to the, when they shadow dropped the ambition trailer, which I thought was really interesting. Oh, that was um, so hype, man. Oh my God. When they start naming off all the summons as part of the mm -hmm. part of the song at the end. Oh, I mm, just, oh, that got me pumped it, up. It's just, I think, I think each trailer represents something different. Um, and yet doesn't give away what the story is at all. And that I think, I think is it, one of my favorite things that you don't get very often in big story-based games is that I don't think any of these trailers are giving away anything major. I feel like I know life. next to nothing. Uh, and I, I couldn't be more excited about that fact. I'm right. going to give you full credit for that, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> I, I Listen, they came to me and they said, Ben, how do we do this? And I said, let's, let's just sit down. It's going to be four trailers. It's going to be... Spread them out. Um, I, what I didn't really notice because... I'm just I'm I'm in the game all, all the time and it's I didn't realize how little people knew about Clive because of how actually he wasn't really represented he's eked in and we get this real sense of like they're trying to build the world up and show you how big this world is and the epic journey that you're gonna go on and um it's been really interesting that when by the time that we got to the revenge trailer people were going oh my god it's actually nice to hear Clive or see what Clive's more of about. But now obviously I know everything about him. So I'm just going, why wouldn't you know that? But it's it's great that actually now in this most recent trailer, which is a lot more about Clive and what his what his wants are or needs are, um, it's it's been interesting to see. And I think I'm I'm really glad that you don't know what's gonna happen because you know it's a go oh, I'm sorry Ben, please no no I, I didn't mean to cut you off. You would I, I you would cut off on me for a minute. I thought you were done. My bad. No, no, it's fine. I just, I think it's a, it's such a journey. I think when I and said, oh, I'm playing Clive, I said, you know, Yoshi P said this is a roller coaster, and he's absolutely right. Yeah. And it really is. It's so, pretty amazing. Yeah, I actually have a question about that. So when you got the role, like, for one, Final Fantasy, love it, like, you know, um, two, when you found out you were going to be working with Yoshi P, like, mm -hmm. one of the most beloved creators in gaming industry, like, how how did how did you learn about that? And did you ever get like some alone time with him, like one on one time, or um, how did that process work? If I can ask, yeah, you can ask. Um, I would say they would probably not let me talk about it, but I will say that I m my answer is that I went in. I didn't know who I was going to be working with at the time because everything is just so NDA. Like I had to sign so many things to say I'm not going to talk about this and. Um, because of all the restraints of everything of recording that it shifted recording shifted all the time and like how we were how we were recording the whole thing but my main point of contact to the whole thing was um michael christopher koji fox um and koji was my was my man the whole time he was the guy who would be that we we have like check-ins every now and again and just like nerd out about games 
talking he's the one when we were recording it, he was like oh it's disco elysium we've got to play disco elysium so like we just nerd about elden ring and just like talked about all the games you were playing all the time to kind of like take a lot of the heat off because it is a lot of pressure oh it's absolutely. quite it's quite intense but he was so good and was kind of my go-between with with uh square and everything so i'd say that's the that's the person who at at square anyway was like my man and he was the guy who really was like come under my wing ben you will be absolutely fine and, and <laughs> uh, but i that's amazing uh, yeah it is it's been so lovely and i played a realm reborn when it first came out um and i didn't i haven't played heavenswood yet so um i have a feeling i might start again and i might like build like clive in the game and oh just, that like, would be that would be legit it. that would be legit um ultra server if you haven't if you're not on there already you you okay. obviously ultra server um but uh but also you know speaking of building up clive I, i've mm. got to ask uh clive rossfield cosplay like like mm. is it happening and 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 when is it happening um i don't know when it's gonna happen but it's 100 percent happening oh, I, yeah. I, yes. as, soon, as soon as i saw a picture of him I was just like, yeah, I'm cosplaying as this guy. Yeah, you could um, absolutely yeah. pull that off. Yeah, 100%. I don't know, I don't know when. Um, I, if there are any amazing cosplay makers out there, just just get in touch. Let's let's make it happen. But um, I actually, I, I know people. Really I can kitchen contact. Let me yeah, know if great. you actually want it to happen. I no, I genuinely wanted to happen. It wasn't just me kind of like baiting people, being like, "I know, I have, I have, uh, I have lots of friends that are uh, professional cosplay like crafts people." So I don't. Mm. Know. So I have a question that is not related to Final Fantasy sixteen, related to to acting, but more just you specifically and the region you come from. Uh, this mm. is more just a fun one. One of my favorite trends in Hollywood is that. Uh, they cast increasingly cast British people in American roles because all yes. British people seem to have uncanny American accents. Does yeah. Ben Starr have an American accent? Like he like, does. Hit me with something. I'm not going to hit you with anything because I want to kind of tease you out, but I can do such a great American accent. No, I would say that actually when I first started <laughs> in this industry, I pretty much principally played American characters. Um, my first ever play out out of drama school was a play called Yellowface. Um, which is a, a brilliant play by David Henry Huang, which is about um, basically racism and uh, about the idea of yellow face. And it's a really amazing, amazing play in response to kind of this race row that happened over Miss Saigon. And I played an American person in it and we went to the National Theatre in London and performed it. And lots of people just didn't know that I was, I was English because I just spent so much time in it. I think at the time my girlfriend said, I woke her up in the middle of the night speaking in an American accent because I'd just spent so long doing it. <laughs> but I think it's, it's a requirement now. It's almost like as an actor, you just have to have, because there's just so much work out of America that you just, you just do it. And because we are exposed to so much American media, you know, most English people sing in an American accent because that's what we hear. We hear American. That's true. Music. Yeah. I've, I, yeah, that's, I, that's a hundred percent true. That's a very interesting point. I mean, I have an amazing British accent, so I just I didn't know if it was no crossed way. over. I mean, don't you just drop don't the T's a lot? Like, oi, bruv, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's really good. <laughs> Thank Finn, you. Nailed it. Finn, Finn, <laughs> you, you know Finn, what? It's you cool. The, I, you are the Finn. cringiest man on earth, Finn. Although I will uh, say, <laughs> I will say that, um, I think the only, you know, like, and this is just an aside, the only 
um, the only uh, European singer I've ever heard that you could tell, like, okay, this person is from Ireland, is Dolores Riordan uh, uh, from the Cranberries. Um, she was mm -hmm. always like, you know, you know, she was always like, you know, oh yeah, you know, she's very clear. She had such a unique voice. Mm -hmm. um, but I actually wanted to. Um, I don't know why I thought of that uh, uh, just now. I love also, the Cranberries. Let's just give a shout out to the Cranberries. My God, just I love the Cranberries. Cranberries are one of my favorite bands. Um, but in the UK, uh, so I know we're getting distracted, but in the UK, they have um, they have this thing. We had this show called Top of the Pops that ran for years. Oh yeah, they, I know Top of the Pops, they, and they don't run it anymore really because it was they it, streaming and everything just kind of made it so that it couldn't really happen. So now in the UK, we still have these old reruns of um, things of like Top of the Pops through the years, and one of them was just focusing on the cranberries, and it was just the most amazing thing, and I. I liked their music, but I just didn't know much about them. And you're going, God, they they produced some absolute bangers in the '90s. Like, they absolutely did. Uh, Dreams and Linger are are, are two mm -hmm. of my favorite songs. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah, I miss her. Yeah. Um, well, so I, I kind of want to, I kind of want to tie it all together here uh, to kind of close this out. I, I wanted to kind of loop back to something Ben had had intimated at earlier. Um, in regards to like you know you know the games of our past and like you know how we all got into this like you know and and really i i've said this before but i just want to reemphasize it i truly believe that the things we love like it's only 50% that thing it's only 50% that thing the other 50% is the time when we found it the time in our lives when we came across that thing i i knew i i needed final fantasy 6 at, at, at that moment in my life is when I needed something like that. And had I not been going through what I was at the time, it may not have stuck with me or, or resonated with me uh, in the way that it did. And, and, and so I think it's really interesting. I think it's really interesting to think about the fact that, you know, the things we love, like Final Fantasy for all of us, is, is really just a, a series of circumstances. Like, like it, we, you know, the right thing came along at the right time. And I I feel that that same way about uh, about what we're doing here right now, you know is you know it's it's I'm do, we're doing all these great things that we love. Ben, you're doing something that, that that you love. We're 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 doing something that we love and have a great passion for, and it it's all because of a set of circumstances. And I think we are all so lucky to have been kind of put on the path that we are now. Um, and, and so Ben, I just want to say, you know, really for, from all of us, congratulations on, on landing this role. Uh, you clearly deserve it. Um, and uh, it's so nice to see, like, you know, it's so nice to see, not that it's so nice to see this, not just happen to a good person, but to a person who has a deep and appreciative love for, for, for the actual franchise that you're now a part of. Um, and going forward, you will always be associated with Final Fantasy. And I think that is, I think that is just an incredible thing. And we could not be happier for you. 100%. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a thing. And I think I'm really appreciate what you said about, you know, six saving your life. I think that I'm so keenly aware of people, people's relationships with games or films or music, but games in particular finding them at the time that you need them and them allowing you to they don't just exist um on the tv or yeah. in your hand or whatever they exist so much more outside of that because they help us kind of maybe comprehend what it is that we're going through at the time 
Um, they make us kind of more keenly understand how we're feeling about certain situations. And I think that this series in particular enabled me to have a clearer understanding of certain things. Um, I wasn't going to say this, but I'm going to say this now anyway, because we're oh. all sharing. But uh, a year ago, I lost my dad. He died. And it was during the film, it was during, not the filming, during the making of this game. And I, um, it, this, this game saved my life because it was this moment where he, he passed incredibly suddenly. Uh, it, it was all hands on deck and I, I, like, how did I, how did I get over that? That was, was, was going back to this game and working on it and taking on everything that I was feeling about it and placing it into Clive and um hopefully hopefully you you when you experience it you will see what that is and what that means to me and i think that it's there's so much of myself in this character and everything that i was going through and also if anyone's listening who was working on it with me thank you because everyone was just incredible absolutely incredible and supportive but yeah it's it saved mine um and i and i think that it's just that it's an amazing franchise that only over time will mean even more to me and the fact that there has already been so much love from the community the fact that you guys got in touch and were like let's hang out and talk about final fantasy even though you haven't even really heard me i could be oh, guys i could be terrible in this game i could be <laughs> I so that. willing to bet otherwise i somehow yeah. doubt um, that in fact now that i'm playing this i'm instead of like that's cl- i'm gonna be like oh hey it's ben I know, like hey look you know. listen it's ben <laughs> yeah I'm, a, I'm gonna name i know that guy <laughs> yeah name yeah re- rename it i'm gonna um, name starry starry two i honestly through the whole recording process i kept saying to koji can we just like rename one of the characters starry or just like rename one of the enemies starry just like a little thing for me um and he went no ben that's very (laughs) (laughs) well i gotta tell you ben thank you that was that was an incredibly touching and personal story i'm i am so honored that you felt comfortable comfortable enough to share it with us so thank you for that seriously um and uh and thank you for this you know thank you to ben thank you to square enix for allowing this to happen um uh, we were gonna we were gonna rank the final fantasy games we just didn't have time but ben we would love for you to come back and not even talk about let's 16 let's just just rank the final fantasy games um yeah, starting, come back. starting from six on down yeah six um, down you know we six we, eight yeah. nine you know we could just yeah. uh, you know i no i was, I was um, let's play six at the top it's all yeah. it's all the final fantasy games that are worse than six and that's what it'll be it'll be like oh. six at the top and then Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Put a little spice on it. Yeah, I'm stealing that. I'm stealing that. No, uh, Ben, thank you again so much. If people want to follow you on social media, where can they find you? Yeah, so I'm pretty much the same on. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. I'm the underscore Ben underscore Star with two R's. Um, That's who I am. So come and say hi. Um, It's been everyone's been so welcoming so far. Um, Yes, please do come and follow me. It'll be fun. Let's go on a journey together. Excellent. Excellent. Ben, thank you again. Absolutely uh, a pleasure to talk to you. Absolutely. 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 And um, uh, hopefully it's not the last you'll see of Ben here on SCGC. Uh, I know it's not the last you'll see of us. Uh, so until then, take I've care of each other. I've got bad news for you, John. It, am I, is this, am, <laughs> no. am I being, yeah. am I being let go? We, we, okay. wanted you, we wanted your last being, thing to be 
Am I, I being forced out? Am I being yeah. forced out of the podcast I started? So uh, uh, Ben's actually going to be replacing you. So yeah. Oh, no, that's fine. that's fine. Ben is the new John. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll send you beanies. Don't worry. You got You got to get beanies. You got to. I was grooming myself to be your replacement, obviously, but uh, I just think Ben's a better fit. That's. I, that, I, I feel agree. that too. I, I feel like I, you've been really dragging this podcast down, John. It's time for me to step up. It's, this is this is this is bigger for you than Final Fantasy 16, even. I mean, this yeah, is, this is the reason I, I got the part in this, the first place is to is come in. This is an elaborate absolutely to to usurp me. We're actually renaming uh, SDGC to the Starry Deluxe Games cast. Oh wow, that's good. Okay, oh, Finn, man. finally, finally, you did, did a good it. one. He no, he did a good Quality. one, Derek. That was good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> I'm not All right, everybody, take care of each other. Remember, kindness costs nothing. We'll see you later.